Cameron and Jake are lifelong friends that love video games, movies, and generally all of nerd culture. Very original, right? Jake, that's me, has recently achieved a dream of mine to move to Japan and teach English, so we stay connected by making this podcast. Each episode, you'll join us as we take a nostalgic look back at the culture that we so love. This is Region Unlocked. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Region Unlocked, where Cameron and I talk about video games and other awesome stuff from our past. My name is Jake. And my name's Cameron. And we're going to be talking to you about Super Mario 64 today, which we're going to continue on from last week. So Cameron, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm getting sleepy. It's a school (laughs) night, Jake. I got to teach tomorrow. Yeah, man, I understand. It's a school night for me, too, even though it's not even nighttime yet. Okay, right. I'm it's, just going to shut up right now. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> afternoon for you. It's getting late. Yep. But hey. Yeah, it's just afternoon. <laughs> we've talked too much about the time difference in these early episodes already. I think people get it. So yeah. <laughs> let's move on. So cool beans. Last let's do week, it. We, we talked about some uh, interesting facts and memories about Mario 64 and started working our way through the levels and ended on level five, which was Big Boo's Haunt, which, Mm -hmm. as we established, was a very spoopy level. Yeah. So let's (laughs) just move on from there to Hazy Maze Cave. Jake, Hazy Maze Cave. Tell us about Hazy Maze Cave. I certainly could. It is a level in Super Mario 64. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's basically the basement level. So you go down and you jump into this giant pit of what looks to be quicksilver or some kind of a molten metal, and yeah. you go to this gigantic maze of a cave. And um, is it this level? Is it hazy? Is it hazy? Uh, you know, I I tell you, but the memories for me are a little hazy right oh, now. Oh, shut up. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty bad. So anyway, uh, this level is just basically a giant cave. And Uh it's notorious for being exceptionally large. It Um, is. Yeah, this level is huge. And there's a lot of different sections of it. At least it felt pretty, uh, I guess, sizable when I Mm -hmm. replayed through it. But yeah, um, you run through it. And it it really is a maze. And there's even some smaller sub-mazes within it. Um, the hazy part probably comes into play when you're in that area with the uh, little Monty moles and the air is poison and you have right. to get up above it. Otherwise you slowly die. Right. And um, you go through all the different areas, encounter some new creatures, ultimately to the very end, which has the introduction to the notorious metal cap. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, big fun stuff right there. It is. So, Cameron, what are some of your impressions of this level? What do you feel about it? Uh, So a few things stand out. For the most part, I find a lot of it to be kind of forgettable. I know it's it's got one of my least favorite red coin challenges in the game where you have to Mm -hmm. stand on that shifting arrow switch plate to get them all. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying. The controls are just not super tight in this game. And it can be really hard to even just like 180 i feel like turning around in this you kind of have to mario kind of has to swing around a bit and not just yeah. immediately turn which can cause yeah. you to like run off of platforms and it can just uh. be frustrating but okay parts I, I do like in this level is like you said we get to the metal cap which the metal cap has one of the most banging soundtrack beats in this game. <laughs> so I always loved getting the metal cap just because you look really cool, you know, like you said, molten metal and just this, you know, power up music that makes you feel untouchable. Cool, because yeah. I guess you are, literally. Yeah, it's the most metal part of the game. It's so metal. Uh, <laughs> except Bowser's theme is pretty metal too, but we, we haven't talked about any Bowser fights yet. We actually skipped right over that. So we'll, we'll come back to castle shenanigans at the end of the yeah. list. We'll lump those together. Yeah. But my favorite would have to be Swimming Beast in the Cavern, mm. which is, yeah. I believe, the first star in this level. And it's my favorite now. It was not always. So kind of for the same reason as, as I was saying with the eel. The eel used to oh. be scary. 
And the first time I played this level with friends, it's kind of a long journey to get down to this underground lake. And I just remember you finally get on this elevator. It's a very long descent down to the bottom. <laughs> and the cave, the the lake area is quite large. You come into this just big open area and then you just run out, you jump in the water, it's it's dark and you're in a cave. You're like, I I don't know about this water I'm in. And as you swim around the island in the middle, you see a, a sea monster. You see the Loch Ness monster <laughs> is in this water with you. And holy cow. When I saw as I later found out to be named Dory. When I saw Dory, I just like, nope, hit pause, toss the controller to my friend. I'm like, nope, not doing this. I'm not swimming with a sea monster. And then <laughs> as you uh, eventually figure out, Dory is a nice sea monster and mm-hmm. will uh, let you ride on her back and grab the star in the middle, which is very nice of her. Probably so what about you? Part of the level two. Oh, that was your favorite. Yes, it was. I love that sea monster. She was so fun to ride around because you'd point a certain way and she would go the direction uh-huh. in which you're pointing. So, yeah, the sea monster is pretty cool. Everything else, like you said, is kind of forgettable to me. Mm-hmm. And I would not really want to go and revisit it just because the theme was not very fun. I yeah, suppose. just kind of dark know. and grimy, you know. It is. It really is. Hazy Maze Cave. There you go. Good level. So, yeah, it's it's not bad, even though you just said it wasn't memorable. <laughs> But yeah, good uh, level actually, for being large. <laughs> I, I didn't when I replayed this. It, I didn't struggle to collect all of the stars. I thought they're all pretty straightforward enough. Even though some level descriptions throughout this game in general lead to some very hidden stars that I don't know that I would have ever found. Because like I said, so many stars I got in this game, a friend would just come over and they'd be like, "Oh, check out the star I got yesterday," and then they'd go get it for me, and. In particular, the one that uh, I forget what it's called. It's something to do with like watch the falling rocks and mm. or boulders. And when they're rolling down, right as you get to that door that is going to take you to the elevator down to Dory, mm-hmm. you can wall jump. You wall jump up high enough, and there's a star up there. It's like who who knew? How would you know this was up here? I guess. Yeah, it's. I guess it's, it was a 3D game. In the first one, they really wanted to take advantage of camera controls and have mm-hmm. people look around for things. Yeah, that could be it. You're right. That one was hard to see as well. It doesn't It doesn't really stick right out. Uh-uh. So yeah, let's go ahead and on. move on to Lethal Lava Land. Lethal Lava Land. So Lethal Lava Land yeah. is a fun-ish, interesting level where... It's really just a very random amalgamation of things spread out across lava. It's like yeah, here we've that's... got a shifting Bowser puzzle. Here we've mm-hmm. got a drawbridge. Here we've got just random things that you could potentially jump out to. But really, a lot of it is just kind of obstacles for when you're shell surfing across the lava. Yeah. And not too much of it is actually like a destination you need to get to. Other than... No getting to the bullies that you have to bully yeah they bully you that they're all they're all over the place and they try to knock you off right and then this is all kind of focused around a small volcano in the center which Mm -hmm. we can jump inside it's a very small volcano but once you get in it's very large and Mm -hmm. there's some challenges in there what uh what stood out what was your favorite well, my favorite thing about this level was riding that shell all over the place, which I did not discover until, I guess, maybe a couple of years after I got the game. You actually told me about it. I didn't know anything about it. Oh, I had yeah? no clue that there was a shell that you could just surf on, and you're like, yeah, it's right there. So <laughs> that was uh, pretty cool, running in, getting that shell and surfing all over the place on the lava. But... Yeah, for me, the biggest thing that stuck out was the volcano. And, I mean, no pun intended. You jump uh-huh. inside there, and it'd be a lot bigger. And then there was a couple stars you could get in there. Right. But it was mainly a challenge of you trying to get from the very bottom of the volcano all the way up to the very summit again. Yeah. In whatever way that you needed to. you get to the very top, and you'd ride that thing. You'd get to this little ruin area with the star. Uh-huh. That's what I really liked. Yeah, I remember that being tough because there's like some poles at the top that you have to 
shimmy and jump to. And Basically. I always struggled trying to get those jumps lined up precisely and would miss and fall down to the bottom into the lava. Oof. <laughs> I mean, wahahaha. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite would be the eight coin puzzle with mm. fif- with 15 pieces, as it's called. Just because oh. it, it's so random. It's like, why is there this shifting puzzle in the middle of this lava? And why are all the eight coins right here and so easy to get? It's like it's so simple to where <laughs> you have to be dumb. Sorry if sorry if you're dumb. To <laughs> to get all these. And even if you do fall in the lava, there's there's eight coins to give you health back. So Yeah. No kidding. Wow. I guess who knows? Maybe the details of that level aren't very shifty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of doesn't puzzle many people either. Okay, I'm done. No more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on and tell us, Jake, about Shifting Sandland. Shifting Sandland, one of my favorite levels of all time, primarily because it's a giant desert with a theme of ancient Egypt's, mm-hmm. along with some very classy Mario flair. So this level is cool because it's got, uh, well, I shouldn't say cool, it's very warm. Um, it's interesting because it's got a lot of sinking sands and Mm -hmm. a couple of bottomless pits that you can get stuck in if you're not careful, just like in the desert. So you'd run around and get the coins, and there's this giant area with these, uh, and this is, I guess, the Mario inclusion right here, giant metal blocks that you have to dodge that go Mm -hmm. around and try and squish you. And then a couple of other things that really stick out are the, A, giant pyramid, which leads to a a whole new level Uh within a level of itself. You can go in in one of two ways, actually. And then there's the little oasis with the horrible vulture that can steal your cap. Yeah, klepto. (laughs) It can steal your cap. And when it steals your cap, you cannot get it back even after you exit the level until you go back into the level and get it back from from the talons or wherever Mm -hmm. he decides to drop the cap itself. And when you lose the cap, you get health taken off a little bit faster, which really stinks that's something I remember having a horrible time with, but, uh, yeah, the biggest thing that stuck out with me to this level is the awesome pyramid because I just was fascinated with ancient Egypt as a kid anyway. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, this is a, it is a cool level minus, I, I was never a fan of all of the sinking sand in it, but it has the, the four pillars that you run up the four pillars as you do that, it like blows the roof off the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Which I think it's just so funny how this game, there's multiple points in this game. At no point has it really explained the physics in any way. And it's just like, oh yeah, see this pillar? You can just run right up it at 90 yeah. degrees. And yeah, basically. Because <laughs> you also encounter this in some Bowser levels. And it's like, what? What? So many times you slide down things that are too steep, but this, nope, just go right up it for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but it's impossible to climb back up that giant secret slide at all, which is like at a what almost <laughs> almost at a twenty five degree one, angle. Yeah, <laughs> like a twenty five degree angle. It's yeah. crazy, but yeah, you you climb to the top of them, and like you said, the top of the pyramid blows off. So it it's hard to figure that out though when you're young. <laughs> you told yeah. me about that, to be honest. Oh, did I? Yeah, you told me about that. And I remember having like a dream about like when I get to play the Nintendo next and what's going to happen when I enter the pyramid. Yeah. So, so that was actually my favorite part as well is just mm. the inside the pyramid star. Because, um, yeah, it's cool that it's like a completely different level within. And mm-hmm. we've got, you know, some more challenges. And the the rolly guys are like mummy themed. Yeah. They're covered in wrappings. But when you get to the top... When you go through the pyramid top, after blowing the top off, that's the secret way to go. And when you go down through there, you can ultimately go to the inner sanctum or the main burial chamber. Yeah. And you fight, actually you fight a boss, star. right? Ah, you fight two bosses. Two bosses. Yes. What are, I forget. What are they called? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm, but they are giant hands. <laughs> yeah what are you so it's like that's such a unique boss in this game it but is honestly it's not really a unique boss across all games i feel like no 
Especially Zelda, I think, does it multiple times where it's like you've got it does. a boss with, with floating hands with eyes on them or something. They are called yep. Irock. Irock. Yeah. Hmm. According to this wiki I'm looking at. They're a little bit creepy. They are. You have to punch the eyes on the palms as they right. come and try and grab you and smash you and stuff. Yeah, pretty, and then, pretty crazy. And once you defeat them, you get the awesome star that I love to go get just because fighting them is fun, I think. Yeah, this one. All right, so Cameron, what's your favorite star for this level? Oh, Was it the same? Same, yeah. Okay, Inside gotcha. The pyramid. So our cool next beans. level is Dire Dire Docks. So this is our second water level in the game, and you just drop straight down into the water. There's almost no land in this level. Yeah. Yep. And in this first section there is kind of a spiraling water vortex. You've got some sharks and stingrays swimming around and some treasure chests at the bottom. Yeah. And it's interesting, like these sh- these sharks and whatnot are not hostile. They, they just kind of mm. swim around and, I mean, you take damage if you hit them, but they don't yeah. chase you. So they're not, no, they're just they really there for decoration for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then there is a tunnel that will lead you to a second area. And this area is actually pretty cool because it has a giant submarine with Bowser's face on it. Mm-hmm. And from there, that's the first star. You have to get that one to basically advance the game. You have mm-hmm. to do that first star. And you get that. It's just sitting on top of the submarine. And then mm-hmm. all stars after that, the submarine is gone. And I don't, what do you think that means? Yeah. Like why? So is that Bowser's sub? Is he like hiding there? Hmm. And well, because after you get that, the level itself, before you jumped into it, it's like this watery wall and Mm -hmm. you can see behind the water is a hole in the floor that leads you to the next Bowser stage. So then after you have achieved that first star, on the submarine, the wall retreats and lets you go into that Bowser level. So, yeah, what does that what does that mean? I don't know. I think there's a lot of depth there. No pun intended that time. <laughs> no, but it's, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I, I, I have no clue. It, it's not reasonable. It doesn't make much sense. But I guess it's all open to fun interpretation. You yeah. never see the sub again. But after it disappears... You get that one little hole that you can swim through to get outside back to Peach's castle or the, right. the exterior. Right, takes you out to that little pond out there. Maybe Bowser piloted that sub out there. Maybe, somehow. but that pond is too small, and that submarine was too big. It, yeah, but it so work. is that volcano. It's too small, but you oh, jump in. What the heck? And same with the the boo of the boo level. It's too small, but you shrink. You're right. Mario Maybe physics. the submarine <laughs> shrank. Okay. Yeah, holy I gotcha. cow! All this right. is some deep discussion. Tell me, what, what's your favorite here? Oh, my favorite is the first one because you get to see the, uh, the sub for the first and last time. To be yeah. honest, this level was not super memorable or fun to me. I just love the music. Yeah, so I'll say exactly this. This level is so forgettable that like I'm we. I just want to move on. Like there's mm-hmm. there's so little to say about this level because. I've always only treated it as just oh, got to pass through this level just to get to Bowser. Yeah. Got to get that you first star. I've never you spent much time here, but I will say my favorite star actually here is the, the collect the caps because yeah, down yeah. at the bottom of the water, we've got a cage with a star in it. And if you get the invisibility cap, you can go through the cage, but you can't swim there quick enough. But if you uh-huh. get the invisibility cap, and the metal cap, the only time in the game you get to wear dual caps, then you can sink <laughs> down and walk through the cage and get that. So that's just really cool because that's the only time in the game you get to combine caps. That is super unique. Wow. But other than that, there really isn't that much to do or see. Yeah. There's really not that much to see. You just swim through the sea. Oh, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, moving okay. on. Tell us about snowman's land snowman's land whoa is it like no man's land is it a play on no man's land i guess so 
Because that gigantic snowman doesn't really want anyone around. He doesn't. Yeah, it's kind of like an extension of Cool Cool Mountain, except it's not, in my opinion, similarly not as fun, per se. But you run around, and it's not like you're really going to one area. There's just a bunch of little different things to do. Like, there's a mini ice maze. Uh, there's a section with a, the, a giant ice bully. Um, there's a mini cave. I guess the one thing that you can really um, work towards is getting to the top of the gigantic snowman, the star of the level, uh-huh. which is tough because the moment the snowman feels you on its hands, it tries to blow you off. Um it, which can be really annoying because you'll end up basically at the start of the level once you get blown off. But and it can blow your hat off. Yeah, and then you have to get your hat too. But the difficulty here was a little bit higher as well mm-hmm. with some of the enemies and, I guess, traps that you have to avoid. Sure. So, uh, yeah, what, what are your impressions of it? I, I just really didn't have as much of a like for it. Yeah, I agree. So we're hitting the point where we're, we're in the back half of the game. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of the back half of the game, which mm. we'll get into okay. more detail with as we go. But yeah, I feel like the the levels are like, they're just kind of like these less interesting afterthoughts compared to the first half of the game, starting with Dire Dire Docks. It's like, this is just a, a worse water level. And Snowman's Land is just a, a, a worse snow level. And yeah. again, this was a level I noticed. It's not as big as I remember. It's mm-hmm. actually just like the snowman in the middle and then a lot of stuff tightly wrapped around it. But also, there's like three times you have to go to the same spot. And I thought that was really annoying. And that mm. is, you have to you wrap around the level. You've got the spot that's sending like these snow waves out. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know what they are. The snow yeah, waves. like machine. triangles. Yeah. yeah. Snow waves. But yeah, pretty much. You need to get up on this ledge on the other side of the water. And to do that, you have to jump on one of the enemies so that way you can get like the propeller jump Boing! to mm-hmm. to land up on there. And you have to go up there three times. One is just to get a star in the box. Two is to get a shell so you can surf around and get all the red coins. Mm-hmm. And then the third time, you have to go back to get a shell again to be able to get to where the igloo is. And Shoot. I just got, I was so bored. It's like, why do I have to be here three times? For for these challenges and jeez, so I will say my, so many hours. Oh, I, I know, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I will say my favorite part though would be just getting that shell to uh, to get the red coins. So shell shredding for red coins is my favorite one here. Mm. Um, two more points, just fun facts about this level. For one, so you were talking about the snowman itself. He tries to blow you off of the bridge at the top, and there's a penguin up there, and the penguin does not get blown off. So you have to like try to walk right beside the penguin to dodge the snowman's breaths. But you can actually, because it's it's actually tricky because the penguin walks kind of erratic and will start going, will walk backwards and forwards Mm -hmm. just to try to throw you off. But if you just time it right, you can just jump on his head and just ride across the... Oh, snap. ...to the other side and then you're safe. Wow. But the... The hitbox in which you can actually stand on is pretty small, so it might take a few trials to actually do that. So the one more thing I wanted to talk about was the igloo in this level. So again, this is a part where something is very small, and then you go in it, and it's big. This igloo that you go into is so small that you have to crawl into it. And this is the Mm. only time you have to use the crawl animation in this game, to the point where... I forgot about it when I was playing and to crawl, you just like hold Z to crouch and then just start moving around. And uh-huh. I was playing, I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot you can crawl on this. Why did they put crawl in this game? You don't have to crawl. <laughs> like what a pointless animation. And then I got to the igloo. I was like, Oh, this was the reason. A snap. <laughs> Shoot. You don't have to do it like later in big little world. Oh, maybe, but screw that level. <laughs> screw those levels <laughs> screw it big time anyway <laughs> let's move let's move on okay so the next level is wet dry world wet dry, wet world, dry world is Ooh, interesting yeah. because there is varying water levels here for you to to accomplish tasks and the fun part that you slowly discover 
each time you jump into the painting, whatever height you enter the painting at is like the height of the level. So if you jump yeah. in real low, it's going to be its shallowest. If you backflip into the portrait, it's going to be at its tallest or deepest. This level, I'm not a big fan of the first section of the level. Mm-hmm. So where you initially drop in. Yeah. I do like the second part where if you have the the water at its max yeah well it's got that thing you can jump into right yeah so you can jump over this cage and swim down into like this little underwater town and it's just so weird because like what does this underwater town have to do with the first part of this game of that level like what Mm -hmm. how are they connected but it's just it's cool and i enjoyed there's three stars you can get there the, the red coins, which I put as my favorite because you have to like run along the top of the buildings to get those red mm-hmm. coins. Yep. And then there's like two others, but yeah. what, what do you think about this level? I'd have to say kind of the same thing about my favorite star being that one too. Yeah. I love being able to go to that town. But what really strikes me as interesting or what stands out with me for this level is I guess how drab the color scheme was. Yeah. How I guess eerie the music is and just how the atmosphere is so just odd it feels like uh it just it felt so mysterious to me it, you're it, very right and like the background is just some random like mediterranean town if you will and sure. there's no one there just these random little robots that go around along with some you know water skating spiders uh-huh. like, where did everyone go what's the backstory why is there a town there like you said and what's the point of this level it just it, it, it felt so eerie to me uh-huh. always going there uh that's what really stuck out with me just not necessarily wanting to stay there very long but just always wanting to go to the town area mainly yeah but yeah the the biggest thing i think i remember for this level is um looking at those little robots who flip you like uh-huh. if you stand on the platform and trying to get close enough to see what the little sticker on the side of him said and always getting flipped anyway. But <laughs> Do it's you know a picture of Bowser. I think it says Koopa. Yeah, it's a picture oh. of Bowser, like manufactured by Koopa Industries or whatever. It's just a picture of Bowser that says Koopa. So, Interesting. Yeah, but my favorite star is that one as well, having to race around the town and getting the, uh, the, the coins. Um, so I will say this next level tall tall mountain mm-hmm. would be my favorite in the back half of the game it's just nice it's very pretty yeah. and I, I like the opening where it's got just this waterfall uh to greet you as you come in yeah and kind of like i like the mushroom aesthetic going on around the place and mm-hmm. as you climb you basically you you climb the mountain which is just all centered around this beautiful waterfall And at the very top, there's a star. There's also a monkey, and that monkey will steal your hat. And he, even though he's a a punk for stealing your hat, he's very cute while he wears it. Yeah. (laughs) And there's some, just kind of some interesting obstacles as you make your way up the mountain. Mm -hmm. And about midway, you can jump in to a very well-hidden entrance to a slide. Yeah. And that slide is my favorite of the three that are in the game. Mm, okay. And it's because, for one, I like how it, it's kind of like uh, wooden, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it, it it looks like it's made of wood, which I, I just kind of like that aesthetic. But also it's got like some shapes kind of floating off in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well as a, a fake out as you're going you might notice that there's an arrow telling you to turn, but yeah. your first run through or two, you're not going to notice that in time. And the level just drops off to a dead end and there's a skull floating there. And it's just fun to, mm. to find that challenge and, and make your way down that slide. Wow. Yeah. What's, what stands out here, man? What's your favorite? Well, I love how different and unique the level is. Like you said, in the back half, it's mostly just a recycling of original themes that were used in the first half uh-huh. but this level is unique it's it's a mountain with sort of a jungle feel to it and i love the monkey and how adorable the monkey is and how big of a role the monkey plays in the level itself and on top of that no pun intended on top of that you get to scale the mountain to <laughs> to the top which has a star 
Right. And I like it for that same reason. So, yeah, yeah I'd have to say my favorite part of that level is the monkey. But yeah, the slide's cool too, except for the fake out part, which is a <laughs> terrible thing. A terrible thing. Oh, well, we, we figured, figured it out. Over, yeah, we, we did figure it out over many years of trial and error. Anyway. Yeah, I'll say one of the hardest parts of this level is there's a star like floating out on a mushroom. Mm-hmm. And for one, it's pretty hard to find the where the cannon is in this level. And once you finally get it open, that star, basically, there's not enough surface area under it to land on that mushroom. So basically, you have to snipe the star out of the sky yeah. to get it. And it was pretty hard. You have to dial that in and do quite a few of trial and errors before you can actually aim it just right and hit it. Shoot. Yeah. I remember that. Again, no pun intended. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Wait, what, what was the pun? I said, oh, shoot. shoot. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so cool. We are nearing the end with three levels left, all of which Alrighty. I hate. So go ahead and tell <laughs> us about Tiny Huge Island. Tiny Huge Island, your favorite level in the game, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So this is a dual level. It's the same level, but you get to go back and forth between the large version of everything and the small version of everything. So it's a floating island, and depending on when you go through the pipes, you come out either in the large version or the small version. In the large version, everything is much bigger. The layout and all the enemies are much bigger than normal. And in the small version, they're very, very small. Um, You can basically jump to the top of the level in a couple of small jumps. Uh But it's fun for that reason. It's a unique challenge. Like getting hit by a Goomba when they're really small. They don't hurt you. They just disappear. Uh But when they're giant and they're huge and they're scary, then it's a bit of a different story. So uh, ultimately, this is kind of a level where you run around doing random things as opposed to just having to be focused on one goal. Mainly the challenges come through um, getting to certain areas that are inaccessible through for one size and having to go to the smaller size to get there and then come back in that uh, right. bigger size. But I could have sworn this was a level where you could crawl as well. Is that the case? I, or, I don't remember. But, Again, uh, yeah. this, lever's, this level's a blur to me. Yeah, so at the very top, you eventually get into... Wiggler's domain. Wiggler's that massive caterpillar that tries to kill you. But I always <laughs> felt so bad because he gets really mad at you for getting all the water inside of his house, and then uh, rightfully so, he attacks you because well, you're breaking into his ha- breaking into his house. But alas, you have to kill him anyway and get the star. <laughs> so I always yeah. felt really bad for Wiggler. Like, why am I doing this? I'm being a criminal right now. You um, are. So. <laughs> I always found it fun, but Cameron, tell us everything about this level that resides in your mind. Well, so I will say I do I do appreciate the uniqueness of transitioning between large and small. And I like the fact that it has two entrances where when you walk in to that little room where the paintings are, if you look left, you see an entrance, you look right, you see an entrance. They more or less look about the same size, but it's mm-hmm. a it's a trickery of depth perspective where mm-hmm. the one on your left it's actually like only five feet away from you and so the painting is actually kind of small but then the yeah. one down the right is way down the hall and as you're running down the hall the painting gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it's like whoa this is that's <laughs> huge so i i thought that was fun but yeah <laughs> other than that i just i was never good at this level and mm-hmm I don't remember why, and I don't really have a lot to say about it. That's totally fine. Eh, well, we all have levels like that, right? You do. But it's certainly unique, to say the least. It's one of the more unique of the uh, later levels. Sure. Yeah, so I say we go ahead and move on then. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, I believe it's TikTok Clock, right? Let's talk about that TikTok. So, TikTok, TikTok Clock. clock. <sighs> Again, and this... This level isn't bad. It's just hard. This is some of the yeah. tougher platforming in the game. Same with mm-hmm. the ne- the level after this. But yeah. TikTok clock as a concept is just really cool. Because for one, as you enter the room that this level is stationed in, I just, I really loved this room. Mm-hmm. It's like this dim, dimly lit 
kind of blue themed room with this giant grandfather clock tree in front mm-hmm. of you. And the whole room is kind of centered around this tree and it's just pretty. And just yeah. like hearing the, the arm talk back and forth mm-hmm. is it's neat. And then it yeah. also has a fun concept of the time that the hand, the minute hand is facing yep. on the clock changes cert- basically the timing of the level. Yeah. Or if you go yeah. in at a certain time, maybe it'll be frozen or maybe it'll be moving at halftime or mm-hmm. double time or normal time. And yeah. you can kind of use that to your advantage to accomplish certain stars. So, yeah. for example, like I believe the first star, as you make your way up the clock, there is a giant hand that's like ticking around the perimeter of the level and you have to ride that hand across to get to that star. But if time's frozen... It's it's not moving, so you can't get it. It's unique. I will give it, I will give it that. And I love the exterior, uh-huh. but for me, I can honestly say this might be my least favorite level of the game. Yeah, it was just so repetitive and technical and hard. I don't have good memories with it. <laughs> so, TikTok Clock, thank you for being unique, but no, just no. <laughs> <laughs> don't like this level. Yeah, and it does not have great camera angles in this no. level because since the level itself is so it it's basically a cylinder, right, mm-hmm. going up, and it's the the diameter of that cylinder is not huge, so no, it just does not give you a lot of maneuverability with your camera angles. Yeah, writing clock parts to the very top is not uh, it's not something they probably had in mind when designing cameras we don't yeah. do that in real life how could it possibly work in a video game <laughs> true no. <laughs> true that. no anyway TikTok clock that's all i've got to say about that level <laughs> all right well that brings us to our last level yeah rainbow ride and it is it's one of your favorites right so tell yeah, us about it, it is it's so massive and yes, it's difficult because it's all in the sky. Yeah. But you can explore it at your own leisure, go different directions, and find different challenges just floating around wherever you want. On top of that, it's got this amazing looking flying ship with wings as oars. Uh-huh. That's just fun to look at. And when you get on, it has this cool wind effect that you have to push through. And then there's this massive house. It's a castle. Looks like a castle. Well, yeah, it, it, this <laughs> massive house that looks like a castle, or I should say this massive castle that looks like a house, complete with a deadly fireplace, a table, and a star that you have to get. But the best part of this level is flying those carpets along the rainbow um, tracks, hence uh-huh. the term rainbow ride. Ooh. Yeah, who'd have thought? Not me. So, <laughs> for me, it was a very fun challenge. Yeah. Mainly because of the aesthetics. But yeah, Cameron, tell us what you think about this level. So this level, um, yeah, I'll echo what you said. I do like how it's very open to explore. And Mm -hmm. I don't think any star is necessarily locked into what you hit at the beginning. Like when you Mm -hmm. enter the painting, or not the painting, the hole in the floor. Yeah. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, you can pretty much get any of the six at any time. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, my biggest struggle here was it's, it just seems to be a bunch of randomness, a bunch of random things just floating around in the sky. And I was just, I'm bad at platforming with these controls and I would fall mm. off the carpet a lot, fall off everything a lot. Yeah. And, but I would say, I think my favorite, actually, I can't even remember if there's a star here, but to get to the pink bomb, I believe. You have to do this pretty long wall jump where mm-hmm. it takes like seven wall kicks to get to the very top. And yeah. I always thought that was fun, being able to pull off that many wall kicks. But other than that, I actually don't I don't remember a favorite star here. I don't remember what they are. It's all good. So, and your your favorite one was the, the floating castle, right? Yes, yes, it certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> because, hey, it's a floating castle, and that's just cool. It is but, just cool. Yeah. Rainbow ride. All right, Jake. So we have we've gone over all fifteen levels. Let's let's kind of quickly talk over the challenges that are in the castle itself. 
Yes. So, uh, in the first floor, we've got the hidden room up in uh, up to the right that is going to take us to a slide. Yes. That slide is fun. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it also has it has two possibilities for stars. One just for making mm-hmm. it to the bottom, and then another for doing it in under twenty one seconds, I believe. Yep, that is correct. Which is and tough to do. It is. Uh, well, it's not. It's not too bad once you know what you're doing. Yeah. It's also, be fast. we've got the after ten stars. We've got the sunbeam in the the foyer that you look up at, and you get to go mm-hmm. unlock the wing cap. Mm-hmm. And yep. yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna plow through these so we can talk about some Bowser stuff. Cool beans. And I'm doing this straight from memory. Uh, over in the Jolly Roger Bay lobby. You can jump up into a door that takes you to an aquarium where you can collect red coins, which, which is, is fun. It is amazing. More good music. Yes. In the basement, we've got Mips the bunny that you can <laughs> catch twice. He he shows up at 15 stars and at 50 stars. Mm-hmm. You catch him, he'll give you a star. Also, throughout the castle, there's three toads who will randomly give you stars. Yeah. Toads, uh, not like frogs, to but toads as in toad the character oh thank you for explaining this mario character to me i had no idea what a toad was for for the listener (laughs) oh right uh also in the basement you can drain the moat which takes you to the invisibility cap level which i hate that level is (laughs) stupidly designed Uh, it's you have to get the red coins there but if you miss one while going down the the entrance ramp you're screwed you just gotta start over again and then yeah. you can do you can go through all of that and then end up falling off one of the rotating platforms near the end. Yeah, just not not fun. Bad no. camera angles too. Yeah, it's it's not cool. Uh, I think that's it for the basement. Mm-hmm. And let's see. So then we go up to second floor. Mm-hmm. We have ugh, what what yeah. secret stars are on the second floor? On the second floor, uh, well, let's see. There's no Bowser. Uh, Second floor, I can't think of any, but there is oh, that the, cool mirror room. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we were talking about this last time, I, I blew Jake's mind. Yeah. So, when you when you go into that mirror room, that's where Snowman's Land, the entrance is, mm-hmm. you just jump into a blank wall. But uh-huh. it's not blank in the reflection. It has a painting on the wall. And Jake didn't know that last time we talked uh, about it. I just thought it was a giant wall that you had to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> giant blank wall it's crazy now i'll have to look because i didn't even realize that on the last playthrough either um and on the then, second floor on the third floor there's one yeah so on the third floor then there's like that floating cloud level which yeah. is uh on the opposite wall of rainbow ride mm-hmm. and it's just a, it's just a flying around eight coin type level yeah and but if you fall out of the sky you end up straight in the courtyard you don't lose a life which is kind of cool Wait, it takes you back to the courtyard? Yep. Like, outside? Yep. And then you gotta run all the way back up? Yep. I don't like that. Don't like that one bit. <laughs> um, I guess we, we forgot that the, the metal cap level is technically separate from Hazy Maze Cave, but mm-hmm. you do get there from Hazy Maze Cave. Yeah. For the most part, I think that's all the, the random stars throughout the castle. There's also the yeah. eight coins in each Bowser level. Mm-hmm. So the Bowser levels, let's talk about that fight. So yeah. the first time, you only need eight stars to unlock his level. And mm-hmm. you go through it. And we don't need to talk about the layout. Mm-hmm. But you fight Bowser. And Bowser, mm-hmm. when he shows up, he's got a banging soundtrack. <laughs> so, great fight. I grab his tail, throw him into a bomb, uh, and it's funny playing this with my dad as a kid. He just he thought it was the rule of threes. He thought you throw Bowser off the level three times and you win. And it just so mm-hmm. happens the third time you threw him, he hit a bomb. So mm. he was confirmed that it was the rule of three: throw Bowser three times. But that Makes that was not the case. Just got to hit a bomb. <laughs> So, and I forgot to say, as you enter that level, it's a little fake out where it's like, oh, look, eight stars in, and there's a picture that's leading me to Peach. Oh, no, it was a trap door, and it was Bowser all along. Yeah, it turns into Bowser as you get closer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the second time you fight Bowser in the lava land, 
uh, which is a pretty fun level. And when you get to him, he's got some new moves. Mm-hmm. So same deal. We're trying to hit him into a bomb once, but he can sprint at you. Yeah. And when he jumps, he tips the whole level, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And then I completely forgot. I just remember this or experienced it when I played through it again. He can teleport. I oh, forgot wow. that he teleports around to mess with you as you're trying to circle his tail. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that, too. Wow. And that makes it even worse considering the, the level's a giant balancing top, pretty much. Well, I mean, it, it only tilts when he jumps. It's yeah, not like yeah. weight sensor. That leads us to the final fight. But before you can do that, we've got the staircase, the mm. unending stairs, which do not end unless you have 70 stars to make it to the top. Mm-hmm. Well, tell yeah. me about the staircase, Jake. The endless stairs. You enter that room, and the moment you set foot on the staircase, which leads up to the last Bowser fight, if you don't have those stars, it does not end. You can run up and up and up, and it does not end. And it further taunts you by making it so that when you actually do walk up, it doesn't progress you any. So you could run up the stairs for like two hours in real time and turn around and be only 15 steps on the stairs. Right. Um, But the music, which is particularly ominous is uh-huh. kind of cool because it continues to crescendo and crescendo but it never actually gets there and it's a it's it's an audio illusion called a shepherd's tone effect mm-hmm. so the music just seems to be rising and rising and rising but it never gets anywhere which really kind of messes with you and makes it even uh-huh. creepier it's it an does. effect yeah it's using a lot of horror movies um but yeah, it, it just loops, but it sounds like it's constantly getting, you know, it's, it sounds like it's constantly Like building. it's building to something. And it doesn't exactly. help that the top of the stairs is like pitch black. So it's mm-hmm. very ominous. But I remember when a friend brought his cartridge over, he's like, oh, you need to check out this staircase. And like the moment I started running up, it was like, nope, 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 not doing that. <laughs> that is terrifying. But uh, yeah. <laughs> fun fact, it is like creepy. I said, I don't really like the back half of the game. So mm-hmm. I cheated. I cheated the game, Jake. Cameron. Yeah. What I was so earth? excited that I pulled this off. So you may or may not know, you can glitch the never-ending stairs. <gasps> oh, snap. And so you can actually, you can, man, you can manipulate yourself to the end of this game with, with almost no stars. Mm-hmm. But I did, I played through most of it. I got 50 stars so I could, I legally got into the clock room. But then mm-hmm. once you get under the staircase, you can turn around and start doing long jumps while pointing backwards. So you start doing these backwards long jumps, and then you just keep tapping A pretty rapidly, and eventually he just like glitches on a step, and you just keep tapping A, keep tapping A, and then he just does a super long jump backwards all the way up the unending stairs to the very top. And Snap. then I beat the game with only 50 stars. Whoa. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I was just, I was so excited because I'd always heard about this, but I, I wasn't sure how to pull it off. And I was trying at it for a while. It's like, I, I cannot get this. And so I just pulled up YouTube and looked at a tutorial and it's not difficult. It's pretty easy to do. And I was excited wow. that I did it. <laughs> I went and told Lindsay, it's like, I did it. I pulled off this glitch <laughs> and I beat the game. And she's like, oh, or do, do you feel good about that? Should you that you cheated the game? It's like yes, I've beat it before. I'm okay with cheating now. You, you've earned that spot in the. You, you've earned the right to do that, didn't you? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's so cool though. I need to try that out now. Well, I, I need to try that. That's that's so cool. <laughs> Not that we condone any glitching of games, but on that same token, that's kind of cool. It so, is cool. Yeah, let's talk anyway. about Bowser in the Sky. All right, so Bowser in the Sky, you make your way through the level. We've got some more uh, gravity-defying inclines that we run up. Mm, Antics galore. And as you make your way to Bowser, we get this to the pinnacle of his level. We've got this cool little area with these four pillars. And I think, uh, what's on those pillars? What's on them is a what looks like stone engraving of a snapshot of the 8-bit version of Mario fighting Bowser yeah. from the 
older days of Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. which is kind of awesome to it get is. that little dramatic cool flashback. Yeah, that dramatic little um, setup to the final fight of the game, and on top of that, the wind is blowing you back, so it's all dramatic and whatnot, <laughs> leading you to that final pipe that you jump into. That's right. To create the awesome theme of the final Bowser fight. Yeah. And so he, he comes in stomping and that theme is very ominous. Yeah, it is. Heavy, heavy organ. And then as Bowser walks into frame, he looks different. He's got, he's got like red and blue and whatnot all over him. Mm-hmm. And how do how do you interpret this? Like, what, why does he look the way he does here? At first, I thought when I was younger that it was the power of the stars that he was containing. And it was like, you know, uh, an ectoplasm of, you know, grand <laughs> awesomeness that surrounded him because he had the star power and he was ultimately powerful. But looking back, I think, and this is just my interpretation, I think it's just the reflection of all the different colors in the sky because the color scheme on Bowser is the same color scheme of the different clouds in the sky surrounding you so that's what i think what about you i just assumed it was because you've already beat him twice it's all his like cuts and bruises this is like his final revenge interesting dusting himself off for one final fight who knows it's just as mysterious as his sub that you see once ever his sub oh yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) completely forgot what we were talking about (laughs) <laughs> All right. Anyway, so this final fight can be pretty difficult. You have to throw him into a bomb three times. He also has an epic rain of fire move, which he just breathes fire across the whole level, which mm-hmm. can be pretty tough to dodge, especially with all the jumping fire that's there. Yeah. Uh, but more or less, it's not too bad. He can also jump, and when he jumps, he makes shock waves, mm-hmm. and the ultimate version of the stage takes the shape of a star mm-hmm. but anytime he lands like on a corner after you've thrown him off he can potentially break off part of that level and make it start to look like a star yeah. even before that mm-hmm. um, but so after you've done it twice he will then start throwing this stomping fit and start changing the whole level into a star which can be pretty scary when you don't know what's going on where you might accidentally fall down with what's falling off of the level yeah. but also it just makes it really easy to run up and grab him for that last throw Yeah. while he's just mm-hmm. raging you grab him, hopefully your aim is good and you just throw him right into that third bomb but it is a little tough because since part of the stage is missing it kind of throws off your depth perception of like how far away a bomb is since it's kind mm-hmm. of just like floating off in the abyss instead of right at the edge of the level. Yeah. But t- tell me what, what's like a story about you fighting Bowser here. This was my first time I'd ever beaten a final boss in a game. Mm-hmm. And that was big. So I went and told my whole family about it and everyone <laughs> was so excited. And I told everyone at school, uh, in which, of course, there was always kids who were, like, one-upping me, like, oh, yeah, well, I got this faster, but that's just the way kids are. Uh, anyway, yeah. so um, I'd say the first time I got this, it was it was a landmark, and it was also a landmark just recently having beaten it in the Japanese version because, well, it was kind of the same but different, ultimately because of the lack of dialogue at the very end. I should say lack of dialogue that is spoken it's all just subtitles right but in the american version it's not it's got voices fully voiceover by peach yeah but there's something about that last cinematic of having the credits roll that makes you just feel good inside oh it's it does like i did this and it's magical once it's all over you have no choice but to shut the game off because it ends on a snapshot or a screenshot of Mario's cake that Peach bakes for you, and it's only. just like it's just like frozen from there, right? Yeah. You gotta like reset the game. Yep, you have to shut it off. You can't uh, you can't do anything after that. It leaves on the snapshot. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I will just echo everything you said. Just the emotion you feel finally beating this game, capped off by 
the end credits theme song. Yeah. The, that end credits music is just so emotionally like positive. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I Very can't upbeat. describe it. And I remember as kids we we just loved it. We loved the song so much and it was so much better because that was the only place you could hear it by beating the game. And so we would try to beat the game as often as we could just so we could watch the credits. Uh-huh. And it's just so funny now because you type it into YouTube right now, hear it right now, but that, that wasn't the case. You had to go yeah. beat this game to hear it. And I don't know. It just it it brings a tear to my eye just thinking about this end theme. The ultimate uh, c- cathartic fi- finale to what we've been talking about here for over two hours. Yeah. Um, combined time, basically. So, yeah. Mm, Super Mario 64. What a what game. What a game. Jinx. We've... <laughs> <laughs> so, so 90s, just like this game. It is. So with that, I think, Jake, what, what closing thoughts do you have about Super Mario 64? Well... What, what did it mean to you? This game was the, like I said in the last episode, the floodgate that opened up a lifelong passion i won't say obsession i'll say passion for sure video games considering super mario is still one of my favorite themes as is nintendo um i continually go out and try to find super mario knickknacks in japan and i continue yeah. to theme my life around that well not you know completely but <laughs> there's mario stuff all around my room and yeah video games are now a thing for me big lifelong thing ultimately because of super mario 64 yeah. So what about you, Cameron? Any final thoughts? Yeah, just same thing. It all started here and it was just, I mean, what what a way to knock it out of the park on a, a mm. launch title for the N64. Yeah. It was so unprecedented and, and just did everything right, you know, other mm-hmm. than, our, you know, some complaints from us as we talked, but. Yeah, but. But still, as a whole, like just a masterpiece of a game mm-hmm. released 25 yeah, years ago almost. Over and, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's just crazy. It's, yeah. And it's crazy that we can still play it today and, and still get so much enjoyment out of it. It's true. And I'm sure if you're listening right now, if you're still listening to us, you probably <laughs> have some very similar thoughts and reactions to it. So thank you so much for bearing with us. Um, <laughs> it's been awesome talking about this game, and we still have some more stuff to tell you because uh, – I think we've got a nice little top five list planned. Top five. All right. So, yes, we ended talking about some great music. And this game has some great music. And uh, I was talking to Jake the other day just about the music of this game. And it has some great music. But weirdly enough, all this music is so unique to Mario. Mm -hmm. Like, so much Mario is iconic a lot of the music mm-hmm. is iconic because it was kind of reused throughout one, two, three and super Mario world. And none of that music is really in this game other than maybe like the title screen. Yes. Everything else is completely unique and it was never used again for the most part. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of cool gems in here that you only got in Mario 64. So we yeah, are going very to original. Just, yeah, definitely. So for our top five, we are going to do our top favorite from the soundtrack of this game and yes. uh for our ultimate top fives we both make a top five list for everything on our list that matches or that we have in common we get one point but if it is in the exact same positioning on our list we get three points right now mm. our record i believe is four points but yeah. <laughs> the uh the, the score bank is not huge here there's not a ton of selection so hopefully we're going to get some that line up. I think we might have a couple of points here. Just just a thought. Just, just right. a thought. <laughs> so, Jake, what is your number five favorite song? My number five favorite song for Super Mario 64 is the Rainbow Cap theme. Oh, okay. Yeah. So why do you got, like that? It's got kind of a very um, Latin vibe, and it's fun to dance to. <laughs> when you're flying and you've got that theme playing, you feel weightless and powerful sure so, so it's that's fun. not on my list but I'll, I'll agree with it it's definitely a, a 
fun song, but it, again, it's not on my list just because there's there's a lot of good choices here. Yeah, there are. So my number five is Inside the Castle Walls, which is just okay. the main theme that plays inside Peach's Castle. Yeah. And it's just, it's great uh, to, to be listening to the whole time you're there in the castle. It never gets boring or, or repetitive. It just, it just feels good. And it, yeah. it matches that environment so well that is very much echoed here too because is that it? is my number four excellent there is one point yay all right so my number four is bowser's theme Ooh, nice yeah which one uh from the first and second fight gotcha. because i think that one rocks the hardest awesome it does rock <laughs> it very much rocks all right what is your number three so my number three was Bowser in the Sky Final Battle. Oh. So the third one, the the epic ominous organ music. Yeah. So that's my number three because <laughs> okay. it's so scary and powerful. So that's okay. Maybe we're not going to do as well as I thought. Hey, not at least you have list. a point. <laughs> uh, my number three is Jolly Roger Bay. Gotcha. That theme music, and you know, for the reasons we talked about earlier, it is just. It's a it's a chill jam, and I love it. It is chill. That is my number two. Oh boy! All right, we're at two points. <laughs> two points is good. <laughs> All right, so that was your number two. That was my number two. What's yours? My number two is Metal Mario. Because, Metal Mario. Man, that one just rocks too. It's it's yeah, very it metal, and <laughs> it. It's kind of similar. It basically it's like a different version of the Invincibility Star theme from mm-hmm. previous games, but you know, it's got a, a tweak on it and it just it, it rocks. I love it. Yeah. So, yes. If I remember right, you're number 1. Yeah. It's probably What not, is it? Not this. Your your number 1 is the end credits theme. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Okay. So the end credits theme, I I put it as an alternate to number one, but not technically okay. on my list. All right, because that's fair. I wanted to focus more on you know the music that's in the game, and because I knew we would already talk so much about the end credits before this. <laughs> yeah. So my number one is the file select theme. Oh yeah! Just the very beginning of the game. So right after you press start and you come up to the file select screen, it is just such a a unique, again, back to the time, like a 90s synthesized track that it's got like some pan flute in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just so unique and stands out. But again, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. right. It is pretty it is pretty <laughs> um, I, and again it's one of those things i just i can't quite describe what it is about it that makes it number one but i but enjoy it, it it's unique i, enjoy it I a think lot. that that might be it right there is it's not only very upbeat but it's unique and it's mm-hmm. just it's calm and i would easily give that a, har- a hardcore honorable mention from me for that very reason yeah good see yeah so okay. can we get like three honorary points there <laughs> <laughs> no no we cannot that's true we didn't write that in the rule constitution now did we all right so two points um, yeah two points sorry we're so bad at this nah it's all good <laughs> more more things to discuss yeah it's true and you know what differences are good to discuss too because if we're just constantly saying hey i like that too or that's my favorite too it's like wow okay there's nothing else to say <laughs> yeah all right so jake We've done it. We have finally discussed Mario 64 at length. Yes. And it, and it probably came out better than our first attempt. I sure I hope think so. so too. And there's even more we could discuss, but alas, we can probably save that for later. I felt a lot more, I guess, accomplished in this version as opposed to the last one. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. And ho- hopefully your sound sounds good. I don't know that yet. That would be great. Yeah, I know I definitely could hear an ambulance good. drive by earlier on your well, mic. <laughs> that would be a big time pickup. So that's what a Japanese ambulance sounds like. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we we all heard it. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Fix up everything. So, mm, blessing and curse. But yeah, anyway. That is it for Super Mario 64. And for us today, if you want to get in touch, regionunlockedpodcast at gmail.com. Send mm-hmm. us a cool story about a game or or anything that you think would be interesting in the context of this, of this show. And yeah, we yes. don't know what to expect. But, yeah. But... Uh, I'd love to hear, to hear from, from you. you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jake, miss you. Hope you have a good week. Miss you too, Cameron. I hope the same for you. Actually, next time we podcast, I will be in Osaka. I'll be living there for a couple months. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. So, I'll have two apartments, and the company <laughs> will pay for one of them, which is kind of cool. <laughs> cool. Well, then we'll have to catch up in Osaka. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Region Unlocked. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Have an awesome nerdy week. Sayonara. Bye. Bye.